Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and today we answer some more listener questions. These include what to do for college transcripts and how to make sure a middle child doesn't feel neglected and a whole bunch more. This is another encouraging episode. But before we start, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for the support of the Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile during math. So go check out a free trial over at their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Also, we're excited to tell you more about our latest supporter, this Homeschool Today magazine, later in the show. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, I didn't know if you knew this, Ben, because I didn't know this until just a few minutes ago, but I was looking it up. Today, May 3rd, as we record this, is National Teacher Appreciation Day. So moms and moms and all your teachers, and I know every once in a while I get some dads to say, what about the homeschooling dads? Well, you're probably not listening anyway, so uh, I'm, I'm just going to kind of ignore you right now. But moms, good job. And what a great week to happen because uh, this Sunday is Mother's Day. Um, so, Mom, I just want to make sure you know that whether your children and your husband appreciate you or verbally appreciate you or um, do anything more than or go down to the you. Dollar Tree and get you a... I don't know, a deck of cards and a new toothbrush, sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, new toothbrush um, that you are appreciated. They may not do a very good job showing you, but they do. And your children will appreciate you for making this huge, huge sacrifice of being a mom and being a homeschooling mom. That's like a double thing. So you should you should know that you're doing something really, really yeah. big. Um, well, I was just going to say that uh, we got back uh, since last we talked. Uh, we've gotten back from uh, Duluth, Minnesota. We were at the Northlands uh, convention. It was a brand new convention. And if you're up in that Duluth area, I think they're going to try to do this uh, annually. Um, it was a great time. There were a couple hundred people. It was an intimate kind of setting. They had some vendors uh, in their gym. It was just a great event. They had a great uh, lunch and just a really great time of encouragement. So I don't know what they've got planned up for next year, but if you're in that Duluth area in April and you're freezing cold, cause it was freezing cold. Well, it wasn't, I mean, they still had ice on the lake up there and there was this fog that just hung in Duluth. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Um, but uh, this week we're going somewhere warm uh, uh, Tomorrow, we're getting ready to start heading out to uh, Pigeon Forge and uh, near Knoxville, Tennessee for the Teach Them Diligently Homeschool Convention, Thrive Convention. It's going to be an awesome time. Lots of great speakers. Uh, Dr. Kathy Cook, Heidi St. John, Kirk Cameron. Um, and I know, uh, you know Ben only knows he's an actor because he we say he's an actor. Yeah. He's never seen him in anything. Nope. I mean, it's like Charlie <laughs> Chaplin. Uh, you know, there's there's not much difference. But when I was when I was a young lad, uh, Kirk Cameron was like a big deal, uh, and he may not be a big deal any now, but he's uh, but it's still pretty cool because he's a Hollywood guy who's taken a um, firm stance for godliness and the cause of Christ and um, has not backed down at all. But he's doing a new movie. Um, called the homeschooling, the homeschool awakening. Um, it's uh, what do they call sequel it? Sequel to Force Awakens, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, not even remotely. Um, oh. 
but it is a is it called a fathom a fathom event i think is the the production or something like that i don't know what that means i think it's the production company that does it but um. so it's going to be like at the movie theaters you know sometimes they broadcast they do uh broadway spectaculars and things that maybe you wouldn't see normally um so this is going to be one of their events it's called the homeschool awakening it's on june 13th and 14th and ben and i are both in it as well as the uh maybe rest of the wilson family can't see me in the trailer so uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a mike wazowski yeah exactly that's exactly what i was thinking and here comes ben no that's no you just see my hair float by in the background (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) um but uh they came and recorded our family and spent really i think almost a whole day with us uh last winter and uh, we we didn't even know it was really. They kind of talked how they were gonna make a movie with Kirk Cameron, and we're like, okay. And we never heard anything back. And so we're like, well, maybe they didn't really do it. And so, but it is just in the last week. They're they're like, hey, it's coming out. Here it is. Here's the trailer. And so uh, it'll be kind of fun. It'll be kind of fun. Yeah. So then we're gonna too. do some stuff today. What are we gonna do? Yeah, so I mean, a couple weeks ago we had posted and asked for people to give us um, questions or topics that they'd like to see covered, and uh, we we answered a couple of them, but uh, we there's still a lot of them here, uh, and so I thought some of them were good questions that we could go ahead and answer. So we're gonna go through a few. We'll see, you know, kind of how long each of them takes, and uh, we'll we'll go from there. Um, so the first one here I thought that was good uh, was, let me see here what her name is. Uh, oh, uh, Kelly said, is there a way to make sure the middle child doesn't feel neglected or ignored or maybe just kind of juggling, you know, a bunch of kids? Um, did you ever feel like that was anything you ever thought about or did you ever do anything intentional about it? Well, even before we answer this, I was going to say, you know, I kind of like this question answer thing. Um, uh, we just had, we're talking to Ben and Rissa about parenting stuff tonight. And it just feels really, I think everybody should have people they could ask questions of. So I, I, not that you just need to ask questions of me, um, but if you have other homeschooling questions, I hope you have someone in your life or just parenting questions that you can say, hey, how'd you handle this? Um, so I take this as a great privilege and I hope this just feels like a conversation we're having across the dinner room, dining room table. Um, so is middle children, are they easy to over to overlook? Yep, they are. Um, you know, not because we love them, middle children even less. I mean, uh, but sometimes when you have I'm just kidding. <laughs> then, then say, yeah, maybe, no, no. Um, no totally because now you have a middle child. Yep. Um, but sometimes, you know, the old ones, they take a lot of attention. I mean, your firstborns, they take up so much attention. You just can't even believe it. Ben was a firstborn. Yep. And, and then so you have your dad. young. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, but then you have your younger children, you know, and they're, they're very needy. Um, and then sometimes it's easy just let those ones in the middle kind of fend for themselves or, or maybe to get lost. Um, I remember uh, one of our children uh, was one of those children that, you know, like we almost drove away in the RV one time. And I remember, you know, and it was this child who seemed pretty, uh, pretty 
not aware, but like sometimes felt like they got left out. And uh, and I remember pull start starting up the RV and he had gone into the bathroom and so had others and start up the RV and we had shut the door and I see this little kid running across the parking lot and he goes, you weren't going to leave me, were you? <laughs> and I'm like, of course not. No. <laughs> and in my head, I thought, man, we almost did. That same child, I remember I was trying to make being really intentional of just letting him know how much I loved him. And I said, you know, I just love you so much. And then I called him by another kid's name. Uh, and so, and I corrected myself real quick, but, and I felt it like, oh man, I hope he knows how much he's loved. Um, and so sometimes I think you do have to be in, intentional. Um, it's common, it's, it's you know, it's normal, uh, but uh, maybe we have to be extra intentional. Um, and so that might mean favoring that child sometimes. Uh, I know that uh, usually those middle kids, you know, when you're, you're like, what do we wanna eat tonight? And everybody goes, we want pizza. And this, you know, and this kid says, we want whatever, pancake house. And we're like, we're not gonna eat at the pancake house. Uh, maybe sometimes we say, you know, the pancake house sounds great. And we do that. Cause I think like all kids and Ben, you probably already noticed, know this, even though your children are still young and you haven't had a middle child for, you know, only what, eight, nine months. Um, but we think that those, our kids need so much time and really they don't need so much time. They just need a little time. And I think if we can be intentional in something small, Sometimes that's enough just to kind of get them through. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's really good. Obviously, I don't have a ton to add there yet, so, but I think that's a good response. Uh, Tracy here said something that she said it differently. There was quite a few moms who asked questions about transcripts and uh, high school and stuff like that, but she said uh, how to make a transcript when your school is very casual and doesn't follow the norms of high school. For example, our science consists of some chemistry and some biology, YouTube videos, etc. History books don't work for us, so we usually have in-depth discussions about certain history topics or watch videos about specific or something specific that mine is interested in. Um, and there's quite a few people saying like, how do I do it? You know, and, and I mean, the thing, you know, we're not necessarily college admissions experts by any means, but the thing that mom did, I, I remember specifically for our, my, when I, uh, enrolled in, uh, for a degree, she literally went through each topic and just wrote down that I did it and what she thought my grade would be. We never did any tests. She never kept, you know, I mean, she might've kept some brief things, but, um, that was enough. And in 99 and most States that is enough in most colleges, unless you're, a, you know, maybe a super high level, they may require more proof, but honestly, most of them are just wanting a transcript and most of them aren't going to be like show proof of work for that transcript. Um, again, I can't guarantee that for everything, but I've heard that from a lot of people. It was my experience and uh, just don't expect just because that's what everyone says you need that it is something you have to somehow like prove every math problem that they did. You know, as long as you said they did this math and that was accomplished, then that's that's a transcript. You just put that together um, and there's resources that can help you do that. But dad, did you want to add anything there? Any other thoughts? I would, I would say we are under this delusion that it's hard to get into college. 
um, we are under the delusion that we think that that you know you have to have all your T's crossed and your I's dotted, and you have to follow this carefully formulated thing, or you can't get in. That is just wrong. Um, I was talking to someone just uh, yesterday, and they were saying that their kids going to college next in the fall. And they said, you know, we haven't done any of the testing. We haven't done all that. And this college doesn't require the SAT anymore um, because really 75% of all the colleges have dropped that because of COVID. And I heard recently that not many of them are going to bring it back. Uh, you know, so they don't care about the SAT. They don't care about the ACT. Um, and Ben said, you know, what they really care about is you just write these things down. Bro, what they really care about is your money. They want your money. So if you can pay, chances are you can go. Um, and again, you know, so, sometimes we say, yeah, but some colleges won't aren't that way. That is true. Um, and if you want your kids to go to a secular university that's going to brainwash them, you know, maybe that is true. But if you want them to go to a Christian school, if you can pay, they're going to let you in. Um, and the thing about documentation is that you can put together a transcript, like Ben said, in a short period of time. Um, it's not lying. It's not faking it. It's just putting something together. Um, uh, you could look up uh, Google Mary Pride. Mary Pride, that's kind of what she, her thing was. She talked about how to put a transcript together when you've done like a, a non-traditional route. And she talks about, and this was, you know, decades ago, where she wanted her kids to go to her kids wanted to go to college and she like threw together these transcripts having nothing she just documented all the stuff they did so they said we did trail guide to learning you know that covered all the, this period of time and whatever and you don't have to worry about third grade and fifth grade you're just talking about those uh you know the high school years um so i would not sweat it um there are other people uh just type in how to put together a homeschool transcript. There are other ones who will help you do that. I know Lee Bins will help you do that. Um, don't get all stressed out if it feels super academic um, and you think, well, I didn't do any of that. Again, just say, just tell them what you did and write down the books that they read. Um, like this other mom said, you know, we did these, these discussions. Then write down we discussed world topics or we just did this, you know, daily discussion on world topics or weekly discussion on world topics or a I mean, continual discussion on world topics. And you can dress up anything. I mean, people do that in resumes literally all the time of, you know, you see some kid who works in a fruit stand and he'll be like, I was the central manager for fruit distribution, you know, and it's like that's obviously in a work environment, you know. You probably don't want to do that to an extreme because it's pretty transparent. But in a lot yeah. of these situations, that's never going to be questioned if you do things like or, or for example, she said uh, in Michigan, uh, she said uh, they require four math credits. Maybe every school does. I doubt it. But OK, let's say that is a Michigan you know, requirement for every college to have to do four or have four credits going in. Then, I mean, you get to, but then the Michigan homeschool law says you get to determine what completion is and what the actual, you know, completion of that subject is. It says you have to do it, but you get to determine what doing it is and what those standards are. So you are 100% legitimate in being able to do that. And it says you're legitimate in their state law. So, um, you know, a lot of it, you're in the right. It's just people 
fear that they're not. <laughs> so, and again, that fear does really bad things to you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I have probably mentioned it before, but my brother, who's a college professor, I asked him, you know, so what would you do to a kid who comes to your school and says, you know, 20 and he's never even been to high school. And he says to you, well, I want to, I'd like to go to your college. I really like to go. He said to me, we'd let him in, you know, again, they want people who want to go. Um, and if your kid has to spend a year getting ready, you know, and get some things done that maybe he didn't get done. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because it lets them, it gets them in a position where they have to want to be a part of it. Um, you know, I was part of that, that mentality that you went to high school, then you went to college. I wish someone would have stopped me along the way and said, you know, what, how about we, you know, get a job and just not, we're not going to call it a gap year because I don't like gap year. Gap year sounds like, you know, it's not a real year. You're, you know, just why don't you get a job and see if you like your job and uh, see if you like being a hamburger flipper or see if you like working on a landscape crew or, or something like that. And I think that is a good thing, not a bad thing. But somehow we look at it like it's not a good thing. And again, not saying it's bad if your kid does, but just it's not the only option. I mean, it's honestly, it feels like a lot of ways it's just to have to prevent having to make some other decision. It's just the the route that's like, sure, it's just this the next step, you know, and maybe it is. Maybe that is 100 percent and that is totally fine. But it's not the only option, as we've said before. And it doesn't um, have to be a right away thing. It doesn't yeah, have to be right. like the fall after you graduate. You know that you have to start back up so right i um, wouldn't sweat it well real quick here before we move on to the next two questions here uh again just want to say thank you to teaching textbooks for making the smiling homeschooler possible uh the reason we work with them is because we believe in their math curriculum we've used it we found it's worked amazing we've recommended it to probably literally thousands of other homeschoolers at this point and we've heard basically nothing except good um and it's super engaging really easy to learn uh it breaks it down so it's very simple and and they just have a really good approach to math overall and how and the importance of it and how it works uh, just how learning it i think and so you should go check them out teachingtextbooks.com they have a free trial and a sample lesson uh, but dad how would you tell us about the homeschool today magazine well we're super excited this is our uh second opportunity, maybe our third opportunity, third, third, to tell you that we're um, also excited to say that, uh, uh, to, not excited to say, excited to partner with, maybe? Yes. Maybe that's the right word. I'm I'm trying to think of the right word. very long preamble. (laughs) (laughs) To the uh, Homeschooling Today magazine. Um, I write uh, a column called The Family Man every every, uh, edition. Um, because we share the same mission. Uh, We want parents to understand that homeschooling isn't a formula, it's a relationship. Every relationship is different. Every child is different. Every family is different. You know, why why in the world would we think that a one-size-fits-all education is a good idea? Let's be parents who think outside the box, parents who aren't afraid to choose what our kids need to learn and when they need to learn it. Let's be bold. That's a theme the homeschool uh, homeschooling today magazine is putting forth. So if you want to homeschool boldly, subscribe to homeschooling today magazine. You can Google it. You can uh, you'll find it easily on the internet. Uh, they fill each edition with both encouragement and practical help from an entire team of experienced homeschooling moms and dads, including me. Really, it'll make you smile. So we're thankful for homeschooling today 
uh, being a part of this. And I hope you take a look. In fact, next week, we're going to be talking to one of the writers, uh, Kay Chance, uh, who wrote an article that I just found fascinating in the magazine called The New Writing Paradigm. Uh, I don't think we've ever used the word paradigm in this show, um, but it means that kind of a new way to think about writing. And really, what we're going to find out is that it's it's the best way to think about writing. Yeah. All right. And they're an amazing company and, and just awesome people over there. So definitely go check them out. We really appreciate their support. Um, all right. So next question is. Uh, Brooke here said how to handle day-to-day things with boys when daddy's often away for work and the girl and the boys are craving daddy time needing masculine authority. Um, I mean, you are the family man, so maybe speak kind of this, but also just, you know, dad involvement in general, maybe. Okay. Well, uh, you could hire a man to come to your house. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I I actually read that question. I I was kind of thinking about that question. Because um, I know that there's there is a big push um, that says you know if if boys don't have this masculine authority all the time that they're you know they're gonna crave it they're gonna need it they may look for other things they may have uh, uh, deficiencies you know the thing is there are a lot of dads who are busy and uh, if I were gonna encourage busy dads I'd say hey don't waste your life on stuff that doesn't matter, you know, make sure you have lots of time for your family. But I'm probably not talking to your husband right now, or uh, I'm just talking to you moms. And so I, again, I wouldn't sweat it. Um, Yeah, your kids, your boys need their, your husband's involvement. They need their dad's involvement. And I would wait, I wouldn't worry about it during the day, but you know, I'd talk to my husband and say, hey, you know, when when you come home, the kids just need to wrestle with you for just a little bit. You know, maybe after you're rested, after we've talked for a few minutes, but if you would just spend 15 minutes with them, I think they would love that. Now, I wouldn't nag. I wouldn't, you know, push. And then I would let him do what he wants to do with them. Because I'll tell you, the, the best way to ruin a husband's involvement is tell him that what he did wasn't good enough. Um, so if your husband comes in and says, Hey kids, you want to watch the Dick Van Dyke show with me, or you want to watch a cartoon with me and you go, you know, that's all you want to do is watch videos. I mean, that's what they want to do. They want to go play in the yard and they don't want to be, you know, you just take the easy way. What your husband hears in his head is you do it wrong. And so what he thinks is then I won't do it at all. Um, and so I would just be thankful. Um, so when your husband comes in and he wants to do something, you know, maybe he's going to sweep the garage or maybe he's just going to put his stuff away. I think kids just like being around their dad. I know, uh, when Ben was little, um, sometimes I would be working out in the garage and he would just come out to putter and, and do something because he just liked being in the same confines that I was in. Um, and I think that's a really, really good thing. And we want to encourage husbands to be a part of that. But again, you know, I think there are a lot of dads who aren't involved because they find out quickly that they can never do it enough or right in your eyes. Um, you're just always kind of picking at them. Like, it'd be really nice if you could do this with them instead of this. Or why do you you get so you talk this way or you don't do it right? And so husbands just kind of check out. 
So I would, anytime your husband involves himself, I'd thank him. So if he just, you know, spending a few minutes with your kids that day, and maybe that doesn't come naturally to him, just tell him afterwards, man, boy, our kids light up when you spend time with them. You don't have to tell them, it'd really be nice if you did it every night. Don't say that. Just say thanks. And then maybe even write him a little note the next day and go, boy, you know what? It makes me feel really close to you when I see how kind you are to our kids or when you spend time with them. And I'll guarantee he'll do it again. He might not do it the next day, but he'll do it really soon. And then the part I said, I wouldn't sweat it or worry about it. Um, I think, you know, moms are trying to sometimes force that. Uh, and I even tell moms who don't have a dad involved in their kids' lives. God said he'd make up that, you know, he said he'd be a father to the fatherless. I think he even fills in those gaps where busy dads um, might not be spending enough time. But to be clear, when you talk to dads, you do say they need to be home with their families because that is extremely important. But uh, I, I totally agree. I mean, I but think, I'm not talking to dads exactly, right now. I'm talking exactly. to moms. But just to be clear, uh, Jenny here said, how late do you let your kids stay up and sleep in? My kids are 9 and 12, and we're already dealing with them wanting to stay up till midnight in their rooms and sleeping the next day. It just feels wrong, and I'm ready to take the light bulbs out. Uh, this was not one you highlighted, but I still think it's, you know, still relevant. It's uh, a good one, yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you that has our life has morphed over the over <laughs> the years or changed. And really, that's because that's what family is. Family is not a static thing. Um, in fact, I know some dads and moms who are very rigid and they say, this is what we started. This is how we're going to end. Um, I don't think that's how bodies work. I think bodies change and they they sometimes go a little too far and then they reel it back in and you know they add different people and they get older and all that so when ben was little i mean he went to bed at eight o'clock i mean all the way probably till he was i mean i feel 25. like I was, yeah i feel 25. like i was probably 17 <laughs> no probably not and, close. and by going to bed yeah he didn't necessarily go to sleep sometimes they would be up in their rooms i can remember it'd be 10 o'clock and they'd come down and eat a sandwich uh, it's you probably know. like nine to nine thirty at the <laughs> latest. We usually oh, only read for an hour later than that. <laughs> um, but then as we had these younger kids, you know, I mean, I go to bed, my wife and I go to bed before most of our kids now that are at home. And that's because they've got older brothers and they've stayed up later and they've watched things that the younger ones didn't watch and all that. But here's, here's my thoughts. Um, is it okay to stay up later? Sure. Is it okay to sleep in later? Sure. You know, that is the beauty of homeschooling, but I think it should be parent directed. So if you like, like, you know, I know some moms, they like to, they don't like to get up early. They like to get up at nine 30. I mean, what a great thing about homeschooling. You can all get up at nine 30 if that's what you want to do, mom. And you can stay up a little bit later. I know mom, some moms who don't really start, having any fun until they gets until it gets to 11 30. um i am not that way i can barely make it up till 10. um but but the way you ask the question sounds like you don't like it so i would do what you think is best um so if you think they're staying up too late they're staying up too late so you just set a bedtime and you say hey we're gonna go to bed we're gonna you're going up to your rooms. I mean, I think you said a nine and a 12 year old. We're going up to our rooms at nine o'clock, you know, or nine 30. 
and you've got a half hour or you've got an hour until 10, you know, for the 12 year old, maybe the nine year old doesn't get a step that late. I mean, that's pretty late for a nine year old. Um, and so a, so the 12 year old, you say at 10 o'clock lights out, uh, you know, we're not going to listen to audios or I don't even know if they do that anymore. Um, cassette tapes, cassette tapes were it's over record player. It's over at that time. And then you're expected to get up at this time. If that's what you want, mom, if you want your kids to be up by eight, I know moms who want their kids to be up at six 30 and they have their out, you know, 15 minutes of devotions or whatever they have. Um, but they get to decide that. But again, I think the, the beauty of homeschooling and family is that you get to do what's best for your family. But I will, you know, and, and my wife and I have this struggle, you know, like I'll say, why are our kids not up, you know, up by now? And she'll say, well, they were playing volleyball last night till you know, almost midnight. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's too late. Um, and then she tells me why I'm wrong. And then we talk about it some and she's right. And, and so, but I think that's kind of the beauty of family that we got to, we get to kind of figure that out. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think there was, I mean, yeah, we definitely did that. I do remember like, uh, I mean, I remember thinking midnight was so late and I was so exhausted whenever we get even close to midnight. I couldn't even imagine hardly until I was pretty old. I mean, now it's like, I mean, I'm up till 1130 probably three or four nights a week, you know, and it's not that big of a deal, but it's just well, like our little kids are 14 and 16. They're out outside sometimes, not playing outside, but they're, they, they play volleyball once or twice a week and, and they don't get home till midnight. Yeah. And I'm like, Wow, yeah. the times have changed. Mighty have fallen for sure. But yeah. uh, no, I mean, I think those are a good good stopping point. Uh, there's some more, but maybe we can do another listener question uh, roundup in a few weeks. And if you have, you know, again, any questions or uh, things you'd like this to cover, uh, you can message us over on Facebook or you can email dad at familyman at familymanweb.com. Um, we'd always love to love to hear from you. Uh, but dad, maybe call to close for the night and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Okay, well, I uh, hope you have a great week. I hope, again, you feel appreciated. Um, and uh, again, even if nobody says anything, you are appreciated. And Mom, I hope you have a great Mother's Day. Um, if you're down in uh, Pigeon Forge uh, this weekend at the TTD convention, please stop in and say, hey, I'm a smiling homeschooler. I would love that. And you now just don't sweat so much. Um, not sweat, like physically sweat. <laughs> But don't worry about are you doing enough or are kids going to get into or how they're going to be in the future. Um, you should just be confident knowing the home is the best place for your kids and that God's going to get your kids exactly where he wants them to be and they're going to be just fine. And that is a sure recipe to help you smile. Thanks for listening. And again, please email us if you have any questions over at familyman at familymanweb.com or you can message us on our Facebook page. Also, again, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. You can check out a free trial of their awesome math curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. We really appreciate their support. Have a great week. And as always, keep smiling.